Good morning, Dan and Amy. And so this uh, case of uh, the Empire star who was allegedly assaulted, a couple of developments yesterday, including a video snapshot of two silhouettes that were in the vicinity around the time that uh, Jesse says he was attacked. Yeah, and police said that they tracked Smollett's movements that night. And so they confirmed that the video shows Smollett walking across the street from those two possible persons of interest. But then police said in the video he walks out of frame for about one minute, then suddenly reappears on camera wearing a rope like a necktie. Not a noose, but just a rope that was tied up like, you know, how you guys wear your ties. He was apparently on the phone with his uh, business manager when the attack happened. The business manager says he heard somebody say, uh, make a racial epithet. Then he went to his manager's condo or apartment after the attack, went past the doorman. Uh, and that's when they called police and police responded at that time. Now, uh, he won't provide his cell phone to police no. to confirm the story. And the manager won't either. Right. So they're just so that's a they're just offering statements. Um, the uh, other thing, as we mentioned yesterday, according to the police report, 40 minutes after they called, the police responded to the apartment of the manager. Yeah. And uh, Jesse is still wearing the makeshift noose. We don't know if any uh, if there's been any corroboration of the assertion that there was some chemical that was thrown on him. Yeah, well, they've taken the noose and his sweatshirt that he was wearing, which, by the way, had a salt stain on it. Not his coat, but this, his sweatshirt. T they've taken both of those in for a uh, separate investigation. They're going to go through that and see if they can lift any prints and see if there's any bleach on the sweatshirt or what alleged possible substance might be on it. And remember, uh, the other allegation made in the second conversation with police, yeah, not the not, first. Yeah, remember, not the first time he was interviewed by police. Is that the assailants exclaimed, this is MAGA country when they attacked him. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking along Where the lines. Where were you, Dan? Well, no, I got I'm an alibi. Kidding. But... Uh, and I wouldn't do would anything like do that, that obviously. Anybody. But uh, the uh, the other thing you're thinking is, what would Maxine Waters have to say about this? Obviously, because you want to be on the side of right. So no justice, no pe uh, peace. Maxine has weighed in on this, and if you're thinking along with Maxine, you know where this goes. This is all Trump's fault. I know Jesse. I love him. He's a family is a friend of mine. I, I know his sisters. I've met his mom. And I called already to Jazz, one of the sisters, to talk to her about what's happening, what's going on. So she said he's okay. He's out of the hospital. And, uh, you know, we didn't talk about it much more than that. But I was on my way to Chicago to see about him. You know what I'm saying? I love him. He's a fantastic human being. He's so given. He shows up at all the community events. You know, he does a lot working with the community. But he comes from that kind of family. And so I'm pleased that he's doing okay. But we have to understand this is happening for a reason. Why all of a sudden do we have people unable to study while black, unable to uh, mow a lawn while black, unable to have a picnic while black and being attacked? It's coming from the President of the United States. Mm. He's dog whistling every day. He's separating and dividing. 
and he is basically emboldening those folks who feel this way, maybe never said it, never talked about it, never could act it out, but now they're on it. And I, when I heard about what had happened to Jesse, and I heard they put a rope around him and they poured bleach on him and stuff, I was absolutely very upset. So I, I'm feeling better that he's okay, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. Now, uh, President Trump has not been named a suspect in this oh, good. Uh, assault yet, uh, but we haven't made out the individuals, the two silhouettes and that that uh, freeze frame uh, of a video. So we'll see. For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Paul Hubel. He is a former Chicago police officer, uh, now a licensed private investigator. He's also done a, a, a bit of investigative journalism work, uh, and he's out in L.A. now, got out of Chicago. He is uh, Paul Hubel, as I mentioned. Paul, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Do we have Paul? No, we have Paul. Okay. We just talked to Paul. Where Let's is Paul? Let's go ahead and put him on the air then. Um, technical Ah, there's Paul. Paul? Uh, I'm having a hard time hearing. Okay. Can you hear me now? The volume, yeah, the volume kind of dropped, but okay. speak loud. Okay, Paul. Uh, so uh, you have followed this uh, case of the alleged assault of Mr. Smollett. W what's your reaction? Uh, where does this investigation go with 12 Chicago police detectives assigned to it? Well, I, I think that this is a very troubled young man. Uh, let me begin by saying that uh, when I was in Chicago, I lived at Marina City, which is right there in the area where this was alleged to have happened. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, my Chicago police buddies that are close to the rank and file uh, that were covering this thing or... or investigating it, uh, they had, this case had a strong odor to them uh, that it was a publicity stunt because of the absolute lack of meaningful evidence other than what they were told. Uh, they looked at miles of uh, video footage, and there really is nothing that shows that he was in any kind of a conflict with anyone uh period and you know well there was a what looks to me like a couple a man and a woman uh in the photographs of shadowy figures the person on the right has rounded shoulders uh and really has the appearance and gait of a woman uh and they're certainly not wearing red uh, trump caps or anything like that uh, and then WLS, they released a graphic uh, that says that he's out of frame for a minute. And all these things that were alleged could not happen in a minute. Uh, this is, a, as far as I can determine, the only thing that makes sense is this is a twisted publicity stunt. And being out in L.A., I have been watching the entertainment community just falling all over each other, decrying this deplorable uh, attack. Uh, and, you know, like it really happened. But the other thing, too, I'm noticing is that the mainstream media who embrace this thing in the very beginning, uh, like it really happened, are now using words like alleged attack uh, 
and they're backing off. But, uh, again, this thing has a strong odor. And more importantly, the temperature in Chicago at that particular time is not conducive to troublemakers being out wandering around. Uh, And the other thing that I've been told by officers is that they believe that Jesse was actually out trying to score uh, drugs at that hour of the morning uh, and that that was really why he was out because it really doesn't make any sense for him to be out in that kind of a weather. You know, it's different if he had to work He's driving a cab. Well, he's not. Well, okay, but, but I he mean, did go to his subway shop because he said he was hungry. Yeah, right. So there's video of him at the subway sandwich shop, and also, I mean, I know you're, this is hearsay from your discussion with Chicago police officers. I understand it, but there's no, Absolutely. but there's no evidence to suggest that at this point. So we sort of want to stick where the evidence is. There's no evidence that he was buying drugs. There's at least nothing that's been released by police. Well, it was basically conjecture. In other words, they're trying to figure out what is he doing out there, and maybe that subway was a meeting point uh, for something to happen. Uh, One thing's for sure is uh, there there may or may not be a drug screen on him if he actually went to the hospital, uh, because uh, certainly the doctors would be wondering about that or if he's having a psychotic event or, you know, who knows, but you know, they're going to look at it very carefully, or they should. Well, what's, let's talk uh, about his, his past tweets. Um, they've been very oh, anti-Trump, and, I mean, I they're so vulgar, we can't even read them on the air. They're despicable. I mean, I, I, uh, he's a Trump hater. Uh, and, you know, and the other thing, too, that's very disturbing was this, this so-called statement this is MAGA country, uh, wasn't made to the police. It was made by him to TMZ in an apparent effort to trump up uh, publicity. And then the cops wind up calling him back, and then he says, oh, yeah, they, that happened. I forgot to tell you. Well, that's, that really, again, has an odor to it. This young man really... I think needs some serious counseling. Uh, I mean, he's way over the edge. Well, if if um, if it is true that this was some sort of hoax or it was not what it appeared to be, I mean, uh, he might have gotten into some sort of fracas, but it had nothing to do with uh, uh, two men, mass men, and saying something related to Trump and so on and so forth. Uh, what do you think Chicago police do on this uh, if they don't find any suspects that fit the description and can prove that they committed the crime the way Jesse lays it out and that he was less than honest? Do they just make this go away or do they actually pursue him for filing a false police report? Well, Chicago has really changed. And they're very sensitive to any kind of racial issues. And I think that the powers that be are going to try to walk away from this. But certainly in my day, he'd be wearing bracelets. And, you know, they would have conducted a much more uh, intense interrogation of him, uh, suggesting that he take a polygraph test and things like that. But uh, 
that's not going to happen now. At least I don't believe so. And they're going to want this thing. The Chicago Police Department is going to want to make this whole thing go away. And, you know, but realistically, if they sit down with this kid, do their job, he's going to wind up telling us that, yeah, he was a little over the edge and got carried away. Uh, because that's what happens in these types of interrogations or interviews. Uh, and then he'll justify it, mitigate it, and that's fine. But filing a false police report or pulling a fire alarm is really the same thing. You don't do that. You don't cause uh, first responders to go out and do these massive investigations. And I can't imagine what it costs the city to look at all that video footage that showed absolutely nothing. It never showed an attack, and that is the bottom line. I mean, there's cameras all over the place down there, and there was nothing. I mean, I don't know how they could have gone off camera and, and within a minute and had a, an attack happen. So, uh, so I, I I don't know. The whole thing is disgraceful. Uh, Jesse's tweets speak for themselves. They're very vile and hateful uh and this, this is a very troubled young man i mean it's it's obvious and oh on, on saturday in west hollywood which is of course the gay capital uh, of southern california they're having a big demonstration uh before jesse makes some kind of an appearance here with respect to uh, yeah, with respect to with respect to your conversation with chicago police is there anybody who said, you know, sort of, we don't know. It's, uh, there's some indications that this could be uh, misleading at uh, best and a hoax at worst. But there's also the possibility. There's the possibility that what he's saying is true, that it could have happened. Do you hear, you hear that from anybody inside the police department? Nobody, except, however, the, uh, the higher up you go within the department, you get to the PR Section, public relations, PIOs, they're going to be very sensitive because of the racial uh, tones here that they're going to pretend to at least tell everybody that they kind of believe this kid. Uh, and again, they're going to want this thing to go away. It's a black guy. It's divisive. It's horrible. And again, I believe something happened, but not not as he says it happened. Yeah, some, something did happen. Something did, yeah. Uh, and he had a dispute with somebody. And again, you know, going back to, to the conjecture of sworn officers on the scene, they believe that he got into some kind of tussle with a uh, potential drug dealer uh, or someone else, and it happened earlier than what he claimed to happen, uh, where there's absolutely no evidence. He is Paul Hubel, licensed private detective. He's a former Chicago police officer and investigative uh, journalist as well out in L.A. Paul, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, you guys have a great day and try to keep warm. Uh, It'll be about 70 degrees where I'm at. All right, you try to keep warm, too. All right, thanks, Paul. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer.